Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Harry Douglas sitting in for Key this morning. What's HD. Going What's going up, on, baby? Harry? What you been up to? Nothing much, man. Grinding. The, yeah. grind, the grind never stops, Max. That's it. I never love how I was like, so Harry, how's it feel to wake up early? He's like, man, I wake up at 4 o'clock every day anyway. Every day, I man. Was like, okay. So <laughs> 4 o'clock, anyone who works up, wakes up at 4 o'clock, well, means, you're working, out. 4 means 4 you're working out early in the morning, right? No, That's- I'm, I'm watching film. So I'm watching Whoa. film. So I do it, man. With so when my kids, for a coaching job. While my kids and my wife, are, while they while they're asleep, that's uh-huh. I get a lot of stuff done uh-huh. before I got to take. So I take my daughter to school usually. So, so hopefully my wife has a good uh, stunt taking my my daughter to school today. That's awesome yeah. to get up early and to get all the stuff done. But what time do you go to bed? Twelve. One. See, Eight. let me tell you something. Uh-oh, this is what's unfair. Okay, it's on. Un- forget about being a world class athlete. I know you work very hard and everything, but you also <laughs> have to have a certain amount of athletic ability to play in the NFL. But the the, the you know the people, Jay. I, I don't think I think you are more normal this way. I'm talking about the people who only need three, four hours sleep a night and they're good. That's oh, me. it's like a It's like that's a gift. That's, that's me, a man. gift. It, it is though. I will say when I'm off, real quick. It is one thing when you wake up like at. 4.35, and you're like, all right, you can ease into your day. Like you watch tape or stuff. It is different when you come on air, and you're live, and you're like, hey, here are my thoughts, and here are my opinions, and you're activating quicker. There is a slight difference to that. Some people only need three, four hours sleep, yeah, and they just wake that. up, That's and they're me. good. At least need, oh, I'm at least so need five, envious. Five but I've, I've been like so, that for a long time, though. That's yeah, crazy. I know. I, long time. I did a show with Marcellus Wiley. He was the same way. Four hours. He's good. He wakes up. He's good. You live more life that way. All right, anyway. Alien. Thurs- he's an alien. That's Thursday I'm night football. Guys, maybe the the uh, like it was like a typical it was like a, a prototypical Vikings game, right? You heard the end on KFAN. They run all over the Steelers in the first half. They take a twenty three nothing lead. The game is over, right? Steelers come back a little bit. Vikings out. Okay, it's over. And then the Steelers uh, rallied and really had a chance at the end, and not just a chance. Big Ben threw a strike. Threw a strike, hit the receiver. Should have been caught. Right, it should have been caught. It should have been caught. It should have been caught. I mean, anyway, the story of the game was that the Vikings were just pushing the Steelers around at the line of scrimmage. As much as football has changed, who's winning up front, right? So Mike Tomlin, who recall when he got the job, press conference. Oh, and I fell in love with Mike Tomlin at this moment at his introductory press conference. Steelers football, run the ball, stop the run. Steelers football. I say, oh, this dude, right? Oh, it's got to kill him to see his guys getting dominated on the line of scrimmage. Both sides of the ball. Here is coach. Until we get better in that area, um, we're not good in that area. We were JV again tonight. And I'm talking about up front on both sides. Uh, We lost the battle in the line of scrimmages, and that's football. Um, We make no excuse. Um, It is what it is. We got to be better than we were. We'll turn over every stone to do that. We got a long week coming up between this and our next one. We'll make good use of that time and assess not only what we're doing, but who we're doing with, who, doing it with. What do you think, Harry? No lies detected. Mm-hmm. No lies detected. And, and the first one of the first things I tweeted last night it was like 4:30 a.m. protection meeting. And then as I seen the offensive line, the Steelers keep getting dominated, one on one. 
uh, schematically and everything. I say, no, schedule change, 4 a.m. protection meeting. Right? But then you look at the, the flip side of it. You look at the Steelers' defense. The holes that Dalvin Cook was running through. Oof. I mean, anybody could have ran through those holes last night. My daughter, <laughs> my wife. But when it's Dalvin Cook, when your grandmother can run through the hole, except it's Dalvin, <laughs> Dalvin. Cook oh, running saying. through the hole, it's a problem. An excellent running back doing it. Yeah. A guy who's, who's done it at a high level, at the college level and the NFL level. Um, but I'll but I tell you all this, Max and Jay. I grew up watching Steelers football. Grew up watching Steelers football, played against the Steelers. The brand of football that I'm watching right now from that organization is, is not what I grew up on. It's not what I played against. Because I told Jay before we started the show, when, when, I, when I played against the Steelers, I used to have to get an extra day in the weight room in. Mm-hmm. Just because I knew it was going to be a physical game. Um, I remember one play, I caught a pass, and uh, <laughs> James Harrison, hold him up. Hold his ass up. That's what he said. I immediately said, no, let me get down. Because <laughs> I, know, I know what that meant. Hold them up. They trying to take my head exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But, but that brand of football, that physicality that, you, that you're used to seeing from that organization from start until, I say, what, about two years ago, you don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. So people aren't scared to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, okay. We just go in there. And then they're back in. Their back in aren't good. Um, linebackers aren't scraping the right way. D-line, guys are out of their gaps. So when so many different position groups are underperforming, but more than that, not playing with that thing that you expect Steelers players to play with, right? Well, naturally, some people are going to think when Mike Tomlin talked about potentially benching players, they're going to think, wait, is this just about the players? And he was asked that question. Same, same. We will, we will not be bashful about turning the stones over. When you say not be bashful, does that extend to the coaching staff at this point? What do you mean? A coach hadn't made a play, sustained a block, made a tackle, and I know I hadn't in a long time. So I think that's a legitimate question to say. Hold up, if you're overturning every stone, and Harry Douglas, you just said, sitting in for Keyshawn today on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, you just said, but you've mentioned all the different position groups that are not playing with the kind of heart you'd expect. Well, obviously, someone's going to think, what about the coaching staff? I think that's a legitimate question. He didn't seem to think it's about the coaching staff. Well, you got to self-reflect, right? You just can't look at the, the players and say, okay, these guys got to be better. Um, Keith Armstrong, special team coach down in Tampa Bay, had a chance to play for him for numerous of years. And he would always say this, this statement right here. Either I'm coaching it or I'm allowing it to happen. Hmm. So either it's being coached that way or they're allowing it to happen. I'm just going back to this team has been dominated by the run the whole year, guys. I mean, they ranked yeah. third to last in the league in what they allowed their opponents to rush. So last night getting 242 yards in the ground for Minnesota, like I wasn't shocked by that. I was shocked more so by the deficit that they were in by the first half, 23 to nothing. And then to see their offense really survive, you know, come come through and open up the door for Big Ben. But I mean, there was there was one play last night. Well, there were a couple of plays last night by Chase Claypool that Dude. really just left me angry. And it left a lot of Steeler fans angry. When it's fourth and one and your team is on a drive and you get the first down and you want to celebrate the first down with 36 seconds left to go in the game, right? On like your 40-yard line. And Minnesota player comes, knocks the ball off his hands. There's 15 seconds that go off the clock. Before they check the ball down, it's like 24 seconds, 
right? And then he wants to throw a temper tantrum to his own That's player game right about there, it. potentially, like, yeah. He already got he already had issue in the first quarter where he got benched. We were talking about that too, Jay, Harry. I, I want to touch on that wide receiver. Come on, group man. Because I, I said this last year. That wide receiver group is missing a veteran presence. Facts. Right? Somebody to yep. get on these guys when they aren't doing the right thing, like Spike Lee taught us all in this movie. I, they, they're missing that. And you, and you mentioned Chase Claypool. He had the personal foul early in the game, right? And then he almost had that fumble. fumble. And luckily it didn't it got called back. The missed block. Then you had the missed block on, on a third and short situation. Yep where you're coming down to block that guy, and you miss that block. Worry about no damn music. They want music. They See, it's, it's this, not this Steelers' culture. It's no, not the Steelers' culture. That's the problem. Music being it's played. been that way with the wideout, with the number one wideout on that team for a, a minute now. A.B., keep off social media as he's putting it, live streaming it on Facebook or whatever. Yep. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster TikTok. TikToking yep. and this and that. Claypool, oh, we need music and this and now, it doesn't seem like Mike Tomlin lets it bother him because he shuts that down yeah. Like when asked questions about Oh, no, about it bothers it. him. You saw it last night at the post-presser. It bothers him, Max. One thing about the Steelers, though, if you really look at it carefully, Tomlin took the job, run the ball, stopped the run, Steelers football. There have been many iterations of this team that have won in different ways. The thing about Tomlin, if you just try to reduce him to a certain kind of hard-nosed football coach, he has been very – he's adjusted as time's gone on. Throughout this run, where he's never been under 500, he's had awful offensive lines. He's had bad defenses. He's played, you know, five wideouts at times and tried to just match. He has he he does what it takes to win. Yeah. To try to peg it like he has a certain identity. So anyway, that from Mike Tomlin with Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Much more on the Vikings and Steelers, including where Justin Jefferson ranks in Harry's top five wide receivers list at 7 a.m. Eastern. Got to be up there, man. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Harry Douglas sitting in for Key today. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Does it feel good to be a gangster? No, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Mike McCarthy is confident that the Cowboys are going to win this weekend, but... Who are you most confident will win this weekend? Doesn't have to be that game, by the way. In the middle of um, Thursday night football, 
we got some sad news from the NFL, really sad news. Pro Bowl wide receiver Demarius Thomas passed at the age of 33. Roswell, Georgia police said Thursday night Thomas was found dead in his home and preliminary reports, according to police, were Thomas's death may have resulted from a medical issue. Demarius Thomas had officially announced his retirement from the NFL this past June. Harry, you knew Demarius. Yeah, man. He, uh, one of the most genuine human beings you can, you can ever be around, a guy who was selfless. Uh, we share the same agent, Todd France. He's from Georgia, went to Georgia Tech. Uh, we're close with a lot of the same people. So this news, if I have bags under my eyes, my eyes are red right now, it's probably because I slept one hour last night mm. because I just couldn't sleep. Because my phone kept ringing, hey, man, did you hear the news? And first, I didn't want to believe it, but um, I want to send my condolences to his family, um, everyone who's close to him, because he's just 33 years old, man. What kind of a guy was he? A great one. Great teammate, um, a great friend, a, a person that everyone, everybody wanted to be around. I remember when I played the Broncos, right, and um, me and Tlaib had gotten in a little scuffle, right? And after the game – uh, me, I, I got Bebe's jersey, and he was like, man, everybody mad at me because you got in a scuffle to leave, and they didn't want me to get my jersey to you. He was like, man, I, I ain't got time for all that nonsense. Gave me the jersey, signed the jersey. That's just the kind of guy he was, man. Cool, Great cool receiver, guy. too, Jay, yes. for, for, a, for, like, how many Pro Bowls did he make? But it wasn't like one or two. He, made, he basically was a perennial Pro Bowler in his prime. He would make the Pro Bowl every year, and he was – he had size. He could, like, you know, it, uh, Demarius Thomas was a guy where if you're looking at what you have on your team, if you have Demarius Thomas, it's not just he happens to be your number one. It's like, oh, number one wide out, check, we're good. You know, like, he's one of those baller dudes. I definitely know his play on the field. But, you know, Harry, I, I'm not going to be one of these people that sits up here on national TV and radio and only talks about, who he was on the field, because I, I, I do believe that's such a small part of who we are as athletes, yeah. even though people love to glamorize that. Who was he as a man? I'll say an honest guy, a, um, a trustworthy guy, a guy that did the right thing, a guy that would stand up uh, for what he believed in and what was right. But it's just, it's just crazy, man, because you think about, you think about being 33 years old, you – you haven't even lived life, really. Even started like, to. That's what I'm saying. So it's just sad news. And Todd France um, was our football agent, so I know him and his camp is going through it right now. You know, Max, these are the things that happen. I mean, they happen on a day-to-day -day basis, right? I mean, every single day people are losing people that they love. But over the past year and a half, two years, from the pandemic to stories like this just serve as constant reminders that – when I leave work or when I wake up in the morning, I see my daughter or I see my son or I see my wife or I talk to my mother who's going through a big surgery coming up this Monday, mm. like just to tell them how much I love them and how much I care about them. Because it's, man, those, those things, so fast, 33 so years fast. old, right? Like never have a chance to start your life yet and understand who the hell you, I'm 40, I'm still learning about who I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's just crazy. It happens so fast. And, and I tell you, Jay, the pandemic put a lot of things into perspective, not just for us, but for People around the world. Yes. What truly matters and tell your loved ones how much they mean to you. Well, every flight I get on, you know what I do? I text my parents, everybody I love, and my family, and I make sure if something does happen, my wife has a text message to show my kids how much 
their dad yes. is really, really loved. But you know, Jay mentioned it, it during the commercial break. When every, every time you like airline travel safer than car travel, right? Every time you get in a car, the point is you are not promised tomorrow. So, so, <laughs> so say like not to get too maudlin, but uh, I, you know, because the Jimmy V stuff is going on, and mm-hmm. and you, you see a lot of Stu Scott's speech, which is a brilliant speech, and you beat cancer by the. In this case, it's not you know cancer, but by the way you live, right? Like that's because the clock is ticking on everyone. You just don't know when your number's up. So how are you living? And it sounds like I did not know Demarius Thomas, but it, from what you're describing that he he lived his life the way you are supposed to in terms of the way he treated other people and carried himself. Jay, I bring up his athletic accomplishments because you're right, obviously. That's just a small part of it. It wasn't to take no, away No, I understand, that. but I, I, I want to yeah. be very clear. It's also important, I think, to let people know what someone accomplished. This dude was not, you know, first of all, anyone who makes the NFL or the NBA is an athlete beyond what you can even, the normal person can imagine. But a dude on that level, he was a great player. He wasn't a great player for 20 years, but he was a great player on a real good team. And, uh, and, And so if you, Evan, our producer, mentioned it before the show started. If you followed football in the last 10 years, you know Demarius Thomas. Well, I was only saying that, Max, and I hear exactly what you're yeah. saying. I'm going to be really real with you right now because uh, this is something that happened to me. I always dreamt of being an NBA player as I got a little bit older into basketball, and I've met a lot of great athletes right now. There's still a value of life. Life is life. But there are a lot of athletes I met that were great athletes that weren't good people, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So for me, when I hear that, I naturally go back to that place. I'm like, all right. Great accomplishments, but Harry, who was he as a person? Like, no I doubt. need to know the character of that because that matters to me in the realm that we no, live no in. No doubt. By the way, anytime, if anytime you discuss a group of people, any kind of group of people, you will find good people and, and bad, bad people, people yes, and yes. this and that. And Demarius Thomas, Harry Douglas, same agent, played against them. The whole thing was a good man. Was a yeah. good man. First oh, round draft so- pick coming from Georgia Tech when they was a predominantly running football team. Wow. Right. So think about that now. Yeah. Yeah. That lets you know the talent level, but he was a better man off the field than he was on. Ugh, that's terrible. When someone passes and you go, the world is now a lesser place because that person's no longer in it. Um, our Be thoughts, safe in your cars this morning. Be safe everything you do. with Demarius Thomas's family, of course, and loved ones. There's no easy way to get back to, the, like, we've got to take a hard turn back to the NFL, but we're going to get back to what's going on in the league when we come back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Harry Douglas sitting in for Keyshawn today. 
guys, the Cowboys play the red-hot Washington football team. And let me tell you something. Well, first listen to Mike McCarthy, okay? Because to me, I won't even comment. I want you to listen first. Then, then I'll make the comment. He, he had a certain he, – he, he had his chest out on this one, Harry. Listen. We got to do whatever we got to do to win the game. Um, but these guys are very accountable. The work ethic of our football team, the whole space is very high. Uh, they're very accountable. Uh, we know what people think of us. We love that. Uh, we're comfortable who we are, where we are. Uh, but I'm excited about what's in front of us because, you know, we, we, you know we're, we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that. Is, is he making a – not a – it's like – when someone feels the need to say something like that, Harry, like I'm wondering, are they hearing the Washington footsteps? To me, that's a yes. I, I would say I think he's trying to reassure his football team how important this game is. Because right now they have a two-game lead in the NFC East. And if they was to lose this football game, that would drop to one game, a one-game lead. And they still play the Washington football team again. And they play Arizona. So I think he's just reiterating – how important this football game is from, from a division standpoint and from the point of uh, where you want to be seated in the playoffs. And sometimes to get through, your foot, to, get through to your football team, you might have to guarantee things, hmm. right? And I think that's something that Mike McCarthy is doing right here. I, I want to hear it one more time. Evan, is that, is that possible? We got to do whatever we got to do to win the game, um, but these guys are very accountable. The work ethic of our football team, the whole space is very high. Uh, they're very accountable. Uh, we know what people think of us. We love that. Uh, we're comfortable who we are, where we are. Uh, but I'm excited about what's in front of us because you know we we you know we're we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that. So here, here's what I get a little bit lost, right? And I hear what you're saying about the guarantee because it does feel like there was a guarantee on the back end. When he said, I'm very excited about where we are, like for me, watching the greats do it, Bill Belichick, guys like that, lay out after that. Like the comment should have been done. When you go in to start saying, we're going to win this game, I'm confident about that, that feels like that's a guarantee to me. And I don't know why coaches give players bulletin board material. Yeah. Like I know how I'm built. I'm looking to find something to be angry at. Yeah. I play better when I'm angry, right? Watching the football team, Ron Rivera knows his team. Like they're playing good. Why give them any motivation at all? They're already motivated to win, but why give them any ounce? You can say that to your team in the locker room. I don't know why you have to say that publicly. That last part, then, Harry. You also got to look at that, you know, Coach McCarthy's been gone for a while, too. So he, he's, he's really right now trying to He's talking to himself. In so many words. Himself, and he's trying to make sure his football team knows. Because he knows if they lose to the Washington football team, some heat's going to be on his behind. Not just him, the players as well. Because that division, I'm telling you, you lose this game, then the doubt starts creeping in. Oh, then you got the Giants, you really, got the Washington football yeah. team again, then Cardinals, got, got Harry, at Arizona. Are let's, we really as good as we're supposed to be? Harry, let's stop right are we there. That Super Bowl team? You lose that game and the doubt starts creeping in? No, to me, the doubt is there already, or you don't have to say, say that. that. You know, like mm. once he's coach is telling on himself right there and telling on his team, because I'm sitting here going, do they hear the footsteps? Because every year we pay so much attention to the Cowboys, and every year they disappoint their point. fans, right? So, so I'm wondering, are they hearing those footsteps? They got a two-game lead. They play the team twice. They got the Giants. Like, if you're a confident football team, you don't say that. Plus, it's the way that, you said it, Max. You do His hear tone the sounds like he's unsure. His tone doesn't even sound confident. He's saying these confident words, say, but the tone is not confident. Say it again, Jay. Yeah, his tone is unsure. It's crazy. He don't even well, know. Well, I believe, you know, we're a good football team. You know, we're excited. 
And I'm like, oh, man, that's coaching talk. Like, do you even believe that? Also, I know what people think about us. I don't know. A lot of people think that you're really good. So you, you think that people think you're not so good. And why do you think that? You know why? Because you're not so good. You're good. You're not great. Right? Like, everyone can see it. And, and here's another thing. They gave Dak Prescott every single thing he needed. And at a certain point, it was almost like an experiment. Jerry Jones is like, do I have a quarterback and a coach? Which one is the problem? Clearly, everyone saw it. Dak is good. Jason Garrett's the problem. Gone. Now you got to hire a new coach. What does he do? He can't. It's not his little golden boy, you know, project that he gets to choose, right? He's like, we got to bring in a guy with experience and gravitas, but not a dude who's going to push back, right? Not a dude who's going to, it's not going to be Jimmy Johnson. It's not going to be Bill Parcells. It's not going to be someone like that because Jerry's got to be the star of the show. Jerry's got to. So they go get a guy who's out of the league because he couldn't win anymore with Aaron Rodgers, right? No one's knocking and beating down Mike McCarthy's door, but he's a Super Bowl champion. He looks the part. He can come in and, oh, I understand analytics now. Come on, man. And, and you install him as coach. So to me, they're right back where they were. <laughs> they have everything, it seems. Do they have the right coach? Ooh. Max, you said something then. That's, that's a conversation because – I always felt like Dallas and Jerry Jones is listening. He's just listening. I always felt like they needed a guy like Jimmy Johnson, Mm -hmm. like a guy that's going to push back, a guy like Beer Parcells who's not just going to do what you're telling him to do and be a puppet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's what Mike McCarthy is. I'm just saying, like, if you have a guy like a Sean Payton, Sean Payton is not – Jerry Jones is not going to tell Sean Payton what to do when it comes to that football field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He ain't going to be on the radio that just, week saying, well, hey, well, uh, receipt, l- Zeke is going to have a heavier load this but, week. How not, do you know? Exactly. Let me tell you, tell you why Dak it. isn't throwing the ball that well, because the receivers, receivers. are you like, wow. So, and that blew my <laughs> mind, and that was a cover-up for Dak at that moment because I've been in that position where a head coach or owner may, may put the deflection on a tight end or receiver or running backs because he feel like the quarterback – can't be put in a certain light because they may feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't even like Jerry going on, on, on national media saying that. Keep Some things should post, stay in-house. Harry, you know how you meet some people in life where you meet them and you're like, oh, man, like, okay, that energy was just different. Yeah. That was, that was different. Right? Like, I don't, I don't know if I like that energy. I feel like sometimes, and I, I, look, I've said this openly before, as a Giants fan, I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. Like, I love that receiving core. I love Amari Cooper. I met him when he came into ESPN. Like, I'm a fan of individuals. Like, I don't go into this whole thing like, oh, whatever. Like, I think the Dow Boys have the talent to win a Super Bowl. But something doesn't feel right. Something don't feel right when I watch them sometimes. Well, they could be great, and then other times I'm like, oh, I don't know who you guys are. It well, they should have never struggled against the New Orleans Saints. That's well, a depleted football team right now. We, and they struggle with the Saints. Now they can turn it around. I'm not saying they can't. It just feels Is the problem off. Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy is confident the Cowboys will win this weekend. Who are you most confident will win this weekend? Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's heating up, and the fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, we heard Mike McCarthy's quasi-guarantee or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we got into Mike McCarthy. What did Dak Prescott think of McCarthy's guarantee-ish? Dak? 
No, it doesn't put us in a bad spot. I mean, obviously, if you're uh, preparing for this game, you're a Dallas Cowboy. If you're a fan, you expect to you expect to go in and win each and every game. So I don't think he's said anything different than everyone in this building's thoughts. Um, he just voiced it. So now we've got to make sure that um, we're accountable of our words. And I think that's all that is, is a coach setting the tone for the week. See? You, you hear that right there? Now, he's putting Dak Prescott in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bad position to have to answer that question. And we got to be accountable of our words. Your quarterback knows that. So, I mean, Why doesn't the head coach know Harry, Exactly. Harry and J. And the coach's words that we have to be accountable <laughs> the for. Whole, what did Man. you just say? He put Dak in a bad position. Yeah. The entire job of a coach is to put the players in a good position. Facts. That's the job of a coach. Then Tomlin can say, no, no, we put our guys in a good position. They have to execute, which yeah. is underneath what he's saying. Hey, a coach doesn't tackle or whatever. But McCarthy, you just said, even, even in the press, is just putting him in a bad Now, I do want to talk about Dak, though, because – what I love, Jay, and sometimes athletes bristle at this because I'll say something like, oh, I don't know, uh, Steph Curry's never been the best player on the court and won a championship. Oh, trigger me and then you, you say right, And, and like Jay gets triggered, but here's the thing. The, the reason Everybody we, should get triggered when you say that. LeBron we, James is on the court, Max. Okay, He's the, the second greatest player of all time, potentially not, the greatest player of all time. Not, not every championship he's played oh, against LeBron. Okay, but the point ahead. is this. It's not like I'm saying he can't do it. What's great about sports is, just like life, right, you write your own script. The athletes, the coaches, the teams, they can flip the script. It looks like it's going one way, and oh, surprise, he did it, right? James Harden hasn't come through under pressure to me as much. Suddenly, he wins a championship. Oh, it's not that I stand corrected what I said earlier. It's that he has changed the script. He wrote a new chapter, right? Muhammad Ali wasn't supposed to beat Sonny Liston or George Foreman. He's Muhammad Ali, not just because he stand up, stood up for his beliefs, because he did things he wasn't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Going into those fights, oh, he's going to get killed. No, he won, right? So this is what I'm saying about Dak. That's the preface. We expect Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. It goes without saying they make the playoffs every year. Yeah. We ex- it's news if they don't win a playoff game. I'm hearing Dak Prescott's name in that first tier by some people, right? Key has him sometimes in the first bucket with those guys, but so do others. He's Key an has MVP. him in the first bucket. He's an MVP, yes. I hear. I heard when they went 8-8 eight and eight and they were a terrible division, they couldn't even win the day. He's an MVP. If he's an MVP caliber player, isn't it minimum you make the playoffs and really you got to make a run? Are the standards different from him? Is it because his career, he got hurt right when he got there and now he has to do At some point, doesn't he have to do that? Yeah, but, but what I'll say about Dak Prescott, though, is that from a receiver standpoint, he's a guy, I could say he's a top five, top six guy. I won't throw, throw me the football. <laughs> and w- when you say that, when Dak got paid this money, and now he has all the weapons, right? You got two running backs, you got the receivers, you got the tight ends, you got the O-line. There are going to be expectations. And the expectations for himself should always be win the Super Bowl every year, not just be a great quarterback. And, and and play at a um, uh, uh, what's the the All Star game in the NFL? I can't even think of Pro it Bowl. Right now. Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Not not just be a Pro Bowl pl- player, but to go deep in the playoffs, compete for a Super Bowl. So when I look at Dak right now, and I understand years prior to this, it was okay. They just need to make the playoffs and win a game. But for me, it's a Super Bowl because he has everything around him to win a Super Bowl. Now, granted, Zeke's a little banged up. Pollard has the foot injury right now, which is more serious than a lot of people mm-hmm. are giving it credit for, right? Trust me, it's way more serious than people are giving it credit for, and I think he's a dynamic player. But for Dak, 
and the team that they have, the way the defense is getting turnovers. When you can get the, create that many turnovers defensively and you're getting extra possessions and you're Dak Prescott with those offensive weapons, you have to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you see here, I, I just compartmentalize the word great differently, right? Because I think Dak has a chance to be great. But when I hear names like Aaron Rodgers or when I hear names like Patrick Mahomes or when I hear names like Tom Brady, like Super Bowl champions, MVPs, like guys that have did it like consecutive but keep, years. But keep in mind, though, Jay, those guys only have one Super Bowl ring. Uh, Two of them. I, I, one I, guy has seven. I, I completely understand. Well, I was going to say there's – I was almost going to say there, there's another level to greatness because Tom Brady's in the category yeah, of his all own. by himself, right? But I still think there is work for that, and that's okay. Like, I don't understand why everybody tries to rush right, it. Like, right. oh, Dak is in his – I'm like, why are you putting Dak there no, already? Jay, like, don't Jay, don't rush that talent-wise. He has the talent. But let him reach there before we just start putting these crazy – That's what I'm saying. I think it's the window. I think it's the window. Okay. The window like, is now. I, I agree with that. Like it's the window I'm going by. Okay. Because at, at a, a certain point, the window going to close. That happens to every organization except if you're the Patriots. I mean, the window closed one year. Now they're back right back there in the position now. But your window may close. Let's okay. bring Dan Graziano into this conversation. What's because up, when you say window, Harry, I think when I say they can, they athletes write their own scripts, teams yeah. write their own scripts. It's a blank page right now. Yeah. I agree with you, Jay. It's in the process. Yes. Let's see what happens. What kind of script is he going to write? Dan Graziano giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Dan, I thought once Dak got the bag, just like Jared Goff, and I was very critical, and everyone was of him mm -hmm. for not being able to compensate for other problems on the team. Carson Wentz, especially. Hey, you got the money. I don't want to hear about what you don't have. Partly that's because you got the money. Ball out now, right? Same standard for Dak, isn't it? And I think he probably feels the same way. I mean, I think they've hit up, they've they've gone through a lull this season. And I think the message in that building right now is, all right, we got five games left. We're in first place. Let's finish this off and let's get into the playoffs and, and, and play on our best ball. And I think Dak is part of that messaging. I think that that's what he's telling his team. And you're right. I mean, you know, now's the time to show it. You talk about windows, I think for the Cowboys. The window right now that they're in probably lasts as long as that offensive line stays great, right? As long as Tyron Smith is in the league and, mm -hmm. and dominating people. Because once that starts to age out, they're going to have to fix it or else it's going to be a rough sort of second half of Dak's career. But right now they're in it. Uh, they have everything there that they need, and, uh, and it's about cashing it in. And I, I think that's why Mike McCarthy's out there saying we're going to win. I, I think he's trying to get his team to feel like, you know, the big kid on the block. Let, let's 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 do this. Let's be who we think we are. No Dick, I tell you one of the things I'm looking forward to. And then seeing we got to play that, hot that, news or not. Yeah, news sure. Here. Down the stretches, when I look at Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, right? All their teams rank in like the last 15 in yards rushing per game, right? They carry a different kind of load, right? And now I look at Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. like it's, they're top six in the league in yards. And now I know that these guys are beat up, Zeke, Tony Pollard, to a degree, but can he carry a team when his rushing attack isn't the same? Don't you now be a huge kind of indictment on where we have Dak in the final process of things? Well, right now, it ha he has to do that yeah. because yes. those two guys are that's banged a, That's up. my point. So yes. he has to do it right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, no one's saying he can't. No. We're, we're asking the question, yeah. and he will provide the that's evidence. Right, right, He'll yeah, provide the answer. That's all. Dan Graziano, are you ready to play hot news I, or not news? Always. Oh, he always is. It's true. All right. Let's do it. Randy Gregory's possible return for the Cowboys, Dan, hot news or not news? Hot news. Look, they're getting healthy at the right time. If that pass rush is healthy, Demarcus Lawrence back last week for the first time in a long time. So that's those are two pretty important pieces on a defense, a defense that has thrived on takeaways and has to be able to prove that it can stop people in games where it doesn't get the takeaways. And I think that's going to be a big part of it. I think it's hot. 
as hot as a hot tamale because that pass rush, and you pair those two guys up with Michael Parsons ding, to go ding, on ding. with a Diggs <laughs> who's getting interceptions. Listen, that defense could be even better than what they are right now to this point in the season. I think it's hot news whether like a plus seven turnover margin or something like that. It's just it's stupid. But also, like, Dallas and Green Bay are two teams that are getting healthier and healthier. Yep. And that's scary. That's scary. It's hot news for exactly what Harry Douglas just said. You're getting him back. You're getting, uh, you're getting a Gregory back with Demarcus Lawrence. But the new thing is you have Parsons, who's the best defensive player on the team and one of the best in the league. Now you got killers coming at you from everywhere. Offenses are not going to want to face that. Mike Tomlin's postgame comments that we will, quote, not be bashful about turning the stones over, meaning they'll bench whoever. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano? Well, it's hot news because, look, I mean, the Steelers are, are not – the Steelers will never give up. Mike Tomlin will never give up. They're not out of it, obviously, as bad as they looked last night. So I think it tells you – where they are in terms of look, we're not we're, just because you had just because you're in the starting lineup, you know, in September does not mean you're guaranteed to be in the starting lineup in December. And I think when you look at the Steelers' big picture, they're also looking ahead to an off season where they're going to have a lot of potential changes in that organization. And I think he wants everybody to feel like they're on notice, not just for the next couple of weeks, but over the next few months too. Hot news slash great news. Hey, w- when you lose like you lost last night, every option is available. Right? As a football yeah. coach, that's your job. You have to review everything from coaches to players to the way they eat. Now, those guys better watch out the way they walk around the facility nowadays. Like the way you eat breakfast, the way you, you enter meetings. Don't be coming in there with no street clothes on. You better get in there and change early with your Steelers gear on so like you ready to play. You better be finishing that practice because everything right now is being evaluated hmm. because every stone – is going to be reviewed at this point. I think it's hot news. As Coach K used to say sometimes when things got hot at Duke, he's like, look, stress tests are the best reveal of character, right? So when tensions are high, when you feel the pressure, who are you? And uh, now the, the way, coach gets a chance to see that. Oh, yeah. It's hot news, but just let's put this in perspective. The reason Mike Tomlin is who he is, his team's playing on a short week. Mm. They're coming off an emotional win at the last moment, right? They against the division rival. They're playing in a little bit of an underrated team who just got healthy and got a, one of the best players in the world and Dalvin Cook back, who had 200 yards. I get it, but he could run against anybody. All those things. It's still they had a chance to win the game at the yeah. end, like or at least tie it up. And then Tomlin is furious. Like the reason Tomlin is who he is is the standards are what they are in Pittsburgh. Well, you it's don't get down twenty-three loss. to nothing. You probably win that game. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Nagy no. said, "You're right." Matt Nagy saying we're aware of it when asked if he'll use Rogers' "I own you" comments as motivation. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano? It is not news unless the Bears find a way to win the game. Because if they just lose to him again, then A, he's 100% right, and what have they done about it? So, so I just think, I, I think it's not news. I, I mean, you guys tell me, like, is that, does that work? Does that bulletin board stuff really work? Dan, you damn right it works. All it right. is hot news. So we'll because I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody came to my field and said, we own you, I still own you, I own you, I'm going to take it personal. Right. I'm going to take it personal, not just out on Aaron Rodgers, but on everybody that has to, that plays with Aaron Rodgers. On that team, I'm taking it personal. I think it's hot news just because I want to see how the Bears react to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, even if they lose, like, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers 
being pounded in the ground. Yeah, don't let Aaron Rodgers bully you. Just a couple of times. I'm curious if they have that kind of animosity or anger. It's not news because there's nothing yeah. they could do with Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> what I want to know is this. What I want to know is this. Is there a level beyond ownership? Like, because now if they lose, they're possessed. They're not even owned. He's like possessed them like a spirit. Like, is there something beyond Aaron Rodgers? He didn't say, oh, over the last half dozen games, handful of games. He said, over the last 27 <laughs> or 28 <laughs> games. And then you look it up and go, oh, damn. He's, he's absolutely right. <laughs> right. Do but, something about but the it. That's smirk, what I'm the smirk on his face when he was talking about it. He was trying to keep himself from laughing about yeah. it. That's, oh, that's the that's part that really got me. Oh. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, they, now, now they got to do something about it. Yes. And I'm saying they can't. <laughs> Speaking of ownership of a team, by the way, here's a little bit under the radar. Tom Brady is in his last. 35 games oh. against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, boy. 32 and 3. Yes. Oh, it's filthy. Hot news or not news going into their matchup. Will that have an impact? I, I think it's hot news because they lost to the Patriots last week, right? So now back-to-back, back you have the, your two tormentors. You have the Patriots and you have Tom Brady because obviously it was together for a long time as, as your tormentor. But now, see, like, like – the, the Bills were so mad after that game Monday night because, A, they felt they should have had it, and, B, they're like, well, now the narrative goes right back to what it was, right? We can't beat the Patriots. We know we're better than the Patriots, and, and we just needed to show it, and we didn't. Same thing will be the case with Tom Brady this week if they we don't We got about him. 20 seconds, guys. The hot news or not? No, I think it's not news because I think the Bills actually will win this game. You look at the back That's end uh, for, so for the Buccaneers and the zone coverage, and uh, against Atlanta, they didn't, didn't tackle well on the second yeah. level, so – yeah, it's not poor Buffalo Bills, much like the Cleveland Browns oh. and a couple other franchises. You think they're about, uh, I don't know. Harry Douglas was an NFL wideout for nine years. We're putting him on the spot, getting his top five wideouts after Jefferson's performance last night. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.